1: Hey everyone, welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straub, and this is your Friday, April 20 sec, 23rd episode. Today, we're going to be looking at some of the developments from this absolute mess of an NBA week. Jaron Jackson Jr. actually played a professional basketball game for the Grizzlies on Wednesday. As promised, we'll talk about the turmoil in the Oklahoma City rotation and some late week waiver pickups to consider. All of that and more is coming up in just a second.
0: Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go
1: ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem
2: of a detour.
1: I'm now joined by Ryan Knauss and Steve Alexander, who moments ago just shoved a smoke detector, a beeping smoke detector, into about a closet. Where is that thing right now, Steve? Are we feeling good? that it's not going to beep on us.
2: It's in the master bathroom.
1: <laughs> okay. So we've got several walls on the, on the sink. We've got several walls between us and that and that beeping.
2: We actually have one, one wall. Oh, the wall directly behind me. We chop if we cut. If we cut a hole in that thing. We're in that. We're in that bathroom.
1: Okay. Well,
2: it's a long, long bathroom. So it, I think it'll be okay. All
1: right. Well, the full. Stay tuned after the show for the full tour of steve's steve's upstairs including the bathroom uh fellas it is uh madness out there it seems with the injuries and the departures from games and i mean just on wednesday night we had just to name a couple i mean trey young went down with a sprained ankle clint capella hit the floor a minute later and it looked like he was going to be out of the game sometime somehow he played through it anyone who started Alexi lexi he was out with an illness after five minutes of the game um i'm sure i'm forgetting others as well well what do we make of this? Chris, Chris Boucher. Chris Boucher, the knee injury. What do we make of this?
2: And then you've got James Harden. You've got Kevin Durant. you got LeBron James. you got Anthony Davis. you got Jaron Jackson Jr. I mean, you know, people say to me, it feels like people say to me every single year, oh my gosh, why are there so many injuries this year compared to like last year? It, it never used to be this bad. But I feel like we say that every all the time. So I think it is always this bad. It just, it just, you forget how bad he gets towards the end of the year.
3: I'm with Steve. I think every year everyone's, you know, there's a lot of hand wringing. Everyone's teams are all beat up. You know, three players you, you drafted, you've lost for the season. A couple more are on your IR. its It's always this case. I think this year has been exacerbated by covid and the fact that we constantly have dmp's for health and safety protocols so guys are in and out of the lineup constantly and then you know even in years past team owners and gms have discussed you know 82 games is too much of a grind we can't have all they they even extended the season a little bit to try to space things out have fewer back-to-backs fewer four games in five nights so the league has has been compressed for a while. Injuries have always been an issue. Of course when high profile guys go down and get injured and torn ACLs and so forth, there's going to be increased attention on what is causing this. Is is the compressed schedule part of the problem? And the answer may very well be yes, but I'm with Steve. I think every year we you know, it's hand wringing and this is the worst year ever and next year will be the same.
1: Yeah, but I mean also like you said, it's the it's also the high profile guys. I mean, we were just talking recently about how brutal it is the Dame Lillard who's been so durable. He came back on Wednesday night, but just he was missing time when you needed the most. LeBron, obviously one of the most durable players, you know, of a generation, uh, with an extended absence. James Harden has been super durable. So seeing all of these guys out does kind of add to that. And like you said, the COVID protocols, you know, Levine, who does not have an injury, is not playing right now. So there are just so many factors going into this cauldron uh we're gonna we're gonna try to sort out a few waiver names later that might help people out but first part of this episode we're gonna talk about some recent trends and beyond injuries the name that steve mentioned a minute ago jaron jackson jr after 56 grizzlies games finally appeared in an officially sanctioned game on wednesday i believe he had what do you have 15 points eight rebounds or something like that and four blocks in like 18 minutes
3: exactly and just super impressive. I mean, yeah. all that upside we loved was on full display.
1: Yeah, wow. I mean, it seems like there's no question now. You know, if he, if he had gone for like six and four, right, in 18 minutes, you'd be like, well, I mean, can he really be fantasy relevant? Is there enough time for him to get up to speed? He looks like he's up to speed right now. And the only question is how many minutes they'll give him and how and how often they'll sit him.
2: Yeah, you're right. It was cool to see just because, you know, our friend Jonas has been waiting for this for like a year and <laughs> I don't like to see him suffer. <laughs> and cry so it was cool to see jaron jackson back and and yeah he he did look good and he's gonna i mean he he should help memphis you know be a better team also so i i think he's probably like what 80 80 percent rostered i mean there might be a, a scenario where jaron jackson jr is sitting out there in a league where people aren't paying attention but yeah it it should hopefully he can play you know every game that was right well Well,
3: that's that's the problem is the grizzlies in their final 15 games have five back-to-backs so a guy given how extremely cautious they were with his return and the fact that he's pretty obviously on a 20-minute limit at least to start you've got to think that he misses a game in each of those back to backs. so to me a third of his game's gone right off the bat it depends who your alternatives are. If you're looking at a week where you you get two maybe three games out of JJJ versus five games out of some streamer on a lucky week, I, I don't know. it's it's kind of case by case for me.
1: Meanwhile, in Detroit, we had seen Isaiah Stewart, finally have a big game when Mason Plumley played. I think it was a couple games ago. He had like 19 points, 12 boards in 24 minutes when Plumley only played 16 minutes. So it looked like finally the torch was being passed to Stewart as the center of choice in Detroit. We saw that trend totally reverse on Wednesday night. And Plumley, you know, put up those Plumley numbers, got those Plumley minutes, which nothing against Mason Plumley, but I think we all were ready to see Isaiah Stewart spread his wings here in the final weeks fully. Now, I think... By the time you're hearing this, Isaiah Stewart may be going off again on Thursday night because odds are Plumlee's not playing in a back-to-back. But are we back, guys? To we can only play trust Stewart when Plumlee's resting.
2: Pretty pretty much, well, right? Did did we not read? Did I not read somewhere that Dwayne Casey said we're going to to develop our youth? Like that's what we're going to do starting right now.
3: He said that a couple times this season, <laughs> but it keeps keeps coming back to the wall.
2: Right. And for whatever reason, um, on Wednesday night, he decided to play his old veteran regulars. And he played them a lot and let them do whatever they wanted left them out there on the court the whole time. Now, like Ryan said, Thursday night's going to be a completely different story. I think think we're going to see all the guys that didn't play much on Wednesday play on Thursday. And that's Killian Hayes sat that one out. And Stewart is a guy – uh, Frank Jackson had been playing very well and didn't get any run uh, Wednesday. And, and Corey Joseph went nuts. So Detroit is a mess. Either play the kids or don't, is what I think.
3: Yeah, for, for fantasy purposes, I'm trying to avoid most of these guys, to be to be honest. And is this a case where you look at someone like Isaiah Stewart? One night, he's great when Plumlee is out. Another night, not so much. Is it a case to shorten the waiver times in fantasy leagues? Because why, if you pick him up, play him one night, cut him, now every other manager in your league has to wait th- potentially three days before adding him? What sense does that make?
2: The thing I always got, because when I was younger and, and was super hardcore into this stuff, you know, and it, sometimes I still am, I'll be sitting there at 3.15 in the morning when the waiver's unlocked. I'll be hiding just pick, everybody I want, and... People are like, well, some of us have jobs that aren't tied to our computer twenty-four hours a day, so we need we need time for these things to cycle through, and yada yada yada. That's that's why it's that way. But fair enough.
1: Well, no, no, you, you raise a fair point, Ryan, and uh, I'll just be sitting here waiting for uh, waiting for word on when Plumley's sitting. Maybe Dwayne Casey could just tell us, hey, this is a this is an old guy's game, everyone, just so you know. I'm playing the vets this game. And then he'd be like, young guys game. Just just tell us beforehand. You know That'd what I mean? Be nice. Yeah. Like tonight, Corey Corey Joseph is gonna get 34 minutes. Okay. Thank you
3: for <laughs> thank you yeah. for the heads up. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, helpful. Uh okay, let's go to Oklahoma City. As we said we were going to talk about what did we see on Wednesday night that stood out from you? We, we, to you. We were we were talking Ryan the other day about, well, Moses Brown has been fading lately. You know, we thought we could trust him. He had a double-double but in just 16 minutes on Wednesday yeah.
2: against a team whose largest player was 6 foot 7 tall. Dude, the Moses <laughs> Brown Wednesday night debacle. It made, I'm so I'm so angry.
3: That he only got I'm 17 so minutes against a team like that?
2: Yeah, because he got benched because he was playing so well. Like, dude, you're you're get, you're getting us back into this game you're half foot taller than everybody else on the court and you're yeah. just dominating go sit down
3: yeah he had six offensive rebounds in 17 minutes I mean, yeah we might
2: accidentally win this game if we don't sit you down
3: that's that's been the case So annoyed. jonas jonas nader's has been calling lou dort the tank violator <laughs> i think dort turned 22 this this week just a young guy there he doesn't need rest but okc is so intent on on losing games i mean you got to applaud the front office they they have a vision and they have made sure that the coaching staff is is in line with
2: that and they're doing a great job of it oh yeah I mean they've lost 12 games in a row right and and the Lou Dort thing gets me almost as fired up as the Moses thing from Wednesday because Lou Dort went on a four game tear. it was one of the best stretches of any player in the league like like he went nuts for four games we all got excited about him everybody went and got him and now he's he's just got ghost
1: yeah it's brutal and not just because i have a bet with ryan either <laughs> well fortunately
3: for you it's a that's a per game scoring bet not a cumulative so the, all yeah. these missed games don't really affect you
1: well at some point i gotta get i gotta get up over that 14.2 that's and by true. the way you guys talked about the, you know, the coaching staff being in line with the front office's vision. I think Darius Baisley was in line with that vision, too, on Wednesday night when he shot nine for 25. But, hey, Steve, you did get your volume, at least, with Baisley. 26 points, nine boards, a steal, and a three.
2: I mean, nobody ever said he was going to shoot it well. And that's why he gets to play. He gets to play because he's not a very good shooter. But, I mean, if you can shoot, you're going to sit on the bench. But, oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> well, we know Oklahoma City's tanking. We weren't exactly sure about the Raptors for a while there. Now it's starting to look like the Raptors are, whether by design or by just the way things have played out, are going for it a little bit. Uh, Van Vliet, Siakam, Lowry all played. I think Lowry came back from 10 days off of rest on Wednesday night. All played. I mean, Van Vliet didn't go off or anything. Lowry didn't go off or anything. But they're back. They're putting up fantasy-relevant numbers. So where are we now with Toronto?
2: Well, OG and Siakam both went off, and OG, I know my buddy Yuri had to drop OG in one of our leagues because um, the Raptors only play two times this week. We didn't know if he was going to play or not. She's barely trying to trying to win this game, so she dropped OG, and I wanted to pick him up, and then I was like, I don't know if he's going to play. I don't really know what the Raptors are doing, but you know they're still right there in the in the playoff hunt and if if everybody's healthy and they you know I don't think Nick Nurse is a tank kind of guy but I also don't understand how OG sat with two different injuries <laughs> when when you're on the cusp of getting in and you know they lost Chris Boucher last night so this is i guess off topic but on topic Kim Birch I think is a great pickup right now because I think Boucher's going to miss time Raptors play 5 games next week now Are there two back-to-backs for them? So do those veterans play in four games next week, three games next week? I don't know. But uh, I don't think Toronto's tanky, but I also don't think they're dead set on, we got to get in. I think they're just playing it the way they would play it uh, if it was the middle of the season instead of of the end.
3: Yeah, it's curious. I'm not sure what they're, because realistically, if they make the postseason, they're probably not going anywhere. And in a normal year, listen, they're four games out of the number eight seed. So it wouldn't take much to, to bump them into just, okay, lost season, throw the young guys out there, rest the veterans even more than we have been. But we've seen them now reel off four straight wins. And it was touch and go. They At one point, they lost nine straight games. They had lost 13 out of 14 not that long ago. Uh, but now, as Steve said, they've reeled off some wins. It suddenly looks like, hey, maybe they might as well make a push for the play-in. Uh, I believe they're half a game out currently as, as we record this. Uh, obviously, the, I think they they need to chase the Wizards now. Is that right? The Wizards are, who are losing their mind with uh, six straight wins. But in, in terms of the the veterans on toronto i mean you just need to to live and die with the with the dmp's and steve uh, there are in fact two back-to-backs next week so um yeah. potentially two games but even that a three game week out of van vliet or lowry that'll do it in a weekly lineup league
1: and especially if you just pick up malachi flynn in case both those guys are out or one of those guys is out you can put malachi flynn in as your reserve option Good call
2: malachi went away on wednesday he
1: did but he'll I think we'll see him again at some point based on that upcoming schedule.
2: Yeah, I do too. I mean, I'm not, I, I think there's room for him to play. I think I felt like they played the veterans a lot of minutes on Wednesday, but I, I still think there's a place for Malachi on that team.
3: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Mitt Crispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if
1: you know about this juicy gem
2: of a detour.
1: Just a reminder you can get access to our League Sync tool, our DFS tools, and the old betting tools by going to edge plus.nbcsports.com. Enter the code stu 10 to get 10% off any subscription. All right. Guys, we're going to talk quickly here some quick hitting waiver wire names. We'll, of course, do the waiver wire podcast on Monday, but at this point in the season, I think people could use a little extra waiver uh, waiverage. So let's talk about you mentioned the Pacers front court on Wednesday night, Steve. Classic, silly season development here. Two percent rostered in Yahoo, I think 3,800 on FanDuel, O'Shea Brissett. Am I saying it right? Went for 23 points, 12 boards, two steals, three blocks, two threes. An absolute tour de force fantasy performance for anyone who streamed and replayed him in DFS. Is there anything to hang on to here, Ryan?
3: Uh, I would say no. Uh, Probably not for the short term, just because he took advantage of A, a truly awful Thunder defense, and B, you know, Miles Turner might miss extended time, but you've got Tamantas Sabonis, who's just day-to-day. Koga Bataze is just day-to-day. You had Jeremy Lamb out. You had Doug McDermott out, both day-to-day. So you've got four rotation players who could return, all of whom conceivably taking minutes from Bursette. Did this open my eyes to him long-term? Like, wow, this guy, okay, he's he's legit. Five defensive stats, uh, just a full line, 12 boards and a couple threes. So, I, you know, I'm intrigued. Suddenly that's a name I see and I won't dismiss, like, I have no idea who that is. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on him, but not necessarily relying on him as someone I would pick up today.
2: Depends on how many of those Pacers are coming back uh, for the next game, because... You you also failed to mention that Jakar Sampson, who actually would have played a lot against Oklahoma City, was serving a one game suspension for that game. Also, right. he he was a, another big man for them. So Miles Turner's done. We're not going to see him again um, until the playoffs, in my opinion. But Bataza and Demontis Sabonis. We don't. I don't know when they're going to play. Um, they could both turn around and play in the next game if they're both out. I'm rolling with Brussett again, at least in DFS. I don't think he's a guy you have to run out and pick up in a standard league, but he played seven games this season and like all of them were ten minutes or fewer except the last two and, and he kinda of went off in the last two games. But like we said, he's he's at six feet seven, he's the biggest baser left standing right now.
1: I will forever remember April twenty first, two thousand twenty one as the day we should have been talking about Jakar Sampson, but we ended up talking about O'Shea Brissett instead. Monumental. Trey Young sprained his ankle on Wednesday night. Wasn't able to put much weight on it. We obviously don't know how long he's out. Steve, you and I were talking before this about whether to add Lou Williams or Brandon Goodwin if you're looking for some Trey Young insurance. Brandon Goodwin, in the last two games that Trey Young missed, April 11th and 13th, played 37 minutes in each game, scored 17 and 18 points five and eight dimes, had three three three-pointers in each game. So that's the guy I'm going to add. But I do think you can also get a big game or two out of Lou Williams as well. I think both guys potentially are on the radar.
2: The problem with Williams is he's rostered in a lot more leagues than Goodwin. So he's not nearly as available as Goodwin will be. But I kind of think that Lou is going to take over. Like, I'd I'd rather grab Lou Williams here than Brandon Goodwin. You are leaning Goodwin, which is fine. We we decided we're going to meet Ali after this podcast and settle this with our fists but yeah i'm i like lou a lot right now
1: ryan maybe you can referee the the, uh, the fist, yeah sure fist fight that steve and i are gonna have <laughs> um, yeah
3: well in that case i should stay objective but I'll, I'll i'll uh throw in and say that i would also take goodwin i, I think here
1: oh well then it's a well, if you want you can just slug steve as well that's also an option you don't have to referee. well we
3: don't have to say that now I'll, I'll pretend to referee and then jump in.
2: How's Monty Morris okay. working out for you, fools? How's that going? Oh, he got hurt, Steve. That's, Why that's I'm over here? Why well, I'm up here with, <laughs> well, with Facundo Campazzo just dropping bombs? Enjoying
3: your top top oh, yeah. two fifty. Yeah.
2: Composo. He's a man.
1: Hey, just because Composo had it one 12 point game, let's not take too big of a victory lap there.
2: <laughs> I mean, come on. The you guy guys.
1: Gets, guy gets 12 points in three dimes, and Steve is dancing around the room. Steve
3: needs to take wins where he can get them, clearly.
2: Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> low hanging fruit, right?
1: <laughs> All right. Bruce Brown has had a couple big games recently 21 and 14, I think, on Wednesday night. The game before that, 11 points, 11 boards, 4 steals. He's 19% rostered. We've talked about the Nets' injury situation. I think we've also seen Bruce Brown kind of come and go with fantasy relevance. Do we trust him moving forward in the immediate future, Ryan?
3: Uh, I, I trust him well enough. First of all, I appreciate his game so much. He's six four, but he plays like he's like 6'10". It's awesome. He's just always in mm-hmm. traffic, in the paint. The Nets legitimately, at one point this season, were running sets for him where he was operating as the center. Like, just, it's just a strange skill set. But I love the guy. Uh, he'll he'll rebound the heck out of the ball. He can fill up steals on any given night. Maybe hit a, a three here or there. But he is, as you said, he kind of comes and goes. Uh, if you... Pick him on the wrong night, you're going to get nothing out of him. So I'm I'm a little more tentative a, a, about him than I am about some of the other free agents we've been mentioning. Fantasy free agents.
2: Yeah, we're going to have a, a problem there. I, I like Bruce Brown a lot. I wrote about him um, on Wednesday afternoon. I did a video production about him on Monday afternoon saying that he was getting ready to blow up and all this good stuff was coming. That was his first 20 and 10 game of his career, I believe, on on Wednesday night. Rebounding the ball really, really well. He's been scoring in double digits lately. James Harden is not walking through that door. Um, I think it's the Bruce Brown. I, I there's so many opportunities for him. He's he his steal numbers alone, steals and rebounds make him worth picking up. The fact he hit two three pointers uh, in his last game is a total bonus. And I think if you can pick Bruce Brown up, you do it, and you don't look back. And I I picked him up in several leagues, you know, a few days ago.
1: And the last name I have on my list is Reggie Bullock. Six more threes on Wednesday against Atlanta. That gives him 20 total in his last five games. Was just 18% rostered last I checked. I mean, Bullock is playing a ton of minutes for the Knicks right now, shooting a lot of threes, making a lot of threes. Again, it's kind of like we talked about on the Wednesday show, Ryan. It's a points and threes guy, but I think there's enough volume here to make him yeah, viable. That's,
3: listen, that's fine for me. He's not going to hurt you anywhere. Points and threes. I believe he has the uh, same exact roster rate as Bruce Brown. So, and I, I, you know, I'm not against Bruce Brown. I didn't, didn't mean to come out too much. I know Steve wants to throw down left. You know, you got to watch what you say around Steve today. Um, so... I, you know, they're in a, a similar basket for me of players that I'd be happy to to plug in and stream. I'm, I, you know, I don't love it. I don't know that they'll win you a week, but Bullock's going to get you threes. He'll get you steals. He's not going to hurt you. He's getting plenty of minutes. Thibs loves him, so roll with it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I have not. I I've not picked up Bullock anywhere. I'm. I mean, he's been relevant for a, at least a month. Yeah, he gets hot. It's a ton of threes. scores some points. If I was losing threes to Jonas and needed a three point shooter, I would love to pick him up, put him in my lineup.
1: All right, that brings us to the end of the topics I had to talk about. Uh, anything to hit for? Get out of here, Steve. I understand you may be off to a. You've got a social engagement here. What's going on?
2: Uh, I'm going. Is that what you were going yeah, to say? Yeah, I'm going to go to a. But no, it's not what I was going to say. But I am. I am headed to a Thursday afternoon wedding taking place in a bar. I actually on the porch of a of a bar. So. That should be interesting. <laughs> My friend Burley, Burley the gold panner, getting married today. Not Mark
1: Burley. Not Mark Burley. We want to be clear.
2: What I was going to say is, um, I'm going to let Matt guess whose game log this is. This is this is a free throw shooting for a certain NBA player over his last four games. Six of 10, five of 10, six of 10, six of nine. Who do you think that might be?
1: I think that's... I think that's called, I'll
2: text you my address right after we we hang up here. (laughs) 59% for Luka over his last four games from the free throw line. Cannot
1: wait for my Brandon Goodwin jersey. Man, that is going to be sweet.
2: Let's see. What what is the actual bet? Is it 76 or 75? We can never remember.
1: Something like that. He's going to be below all of it. He's at
2: 72.4. Yeah, it's over. Call it. No, it's not. All he's got to do is get hot
1: all right well listen steve you got to get to a wedding on a porch and then ryan and i'll be waiting in the alley afterwards so (laughs) so we'll see you okay
2: and then and then afterwards we'll all go to uh the master bathroom and and you guys can have a tour oh yeah
1: yeah absolutely sounds like a plan
2: and then we can all we can all go together to the dump and dispose of my smoke alarm
1: what an afternoon it's a three-man job it's gonna be great Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. We're going to be back here on Monday to talk waiver wire pickups. And we're back Wednesday and Friday of next week as more things happen. Thanks to you guys, Ryan and Steve. Thanks to all of you for listening. We will talk to you soon. See you guys. Bye, Matt. Bye.